Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Talking Sense, a podcast with me, Dr. Marta. I'm a clinical psychologist trained in family therapy, and every week I answer one of your real-life questions to offer you psychological understandings, advice, and suggestions to guide you. Before we begin, I'd like to give you a little moment to pause so we can settle into the conversation we're going to have together. Today, I'm just going to ask you to take three deep breaths, but making sure that your feet are nicely flat on the ground. Give it a try, and when you're ready, let's begin. Today's question is about shyness. It's around what we do when people question our child's behavior and how we respond in a way that is useful and appropriate towards our child. So let's have a listen. Hi, Dr. Marta. My question is about my 22-month-old daughter. She has always seemed to be more of a reserved personality compared to other children her age. And as time goes on, Some people make comments about how shy she is. They ask me if she has been socialised, if she's ever been to nursery because of the way that she responds. So, for example, when we go to playgroups, classes, the park, she prefers to stand and watch other kids play for a bit. Um, And people will make comments like, oh, she's very shy. My question is, how do I respond to people who make comments like that in front of her to try and not reinforce that she is a shy child? And also, what can I do to help her um, not reinforce or manifest being shy? I don't want her to feel that's all she is. Um, so I would really appreciate your help on that. Thank you. So I'm just going to put it out there and ask you to think, were you thought of as a shy child when you were little? Was shyness a part of your experience, perhaps day to day or perhaps in certain contexts? The amount of adults that I have met who have recently shared with me that they are shy And when you meet them or talk to them or spend any kind of time with them, it would probably really surprise you. And yet, shyness is something that so many of us have experienced. And I'm saying us because I was labelled shy when I was little. And it was a tagline that followed me a lot, particularly at school. And it really, really put me off. I was the child who would refuse to put her hand up. I was also the child who would refuse to stand in front of class and talk or do a speech or give eye contact when doing so. And I know most of you will look at me now and think, you're definitely not shy. Well, 
actually, I still have a lot of those feelings with me. It's just that I've learned how to cope with it. And I've also learned to push through the feeling. Because for me, shyness, and we know this from research, can both be a personality trait and an emotion. And if we really think that shyness is a personality trait, that it's something that is ingrained in our child, that cannot be shifted, that we cannot change it, it can leave us and our children feeling really stuck. So I want you to take this as a different perspective. I want you to think of shyness as a feeling, something that leads children to behave in the ways that you witness, but it is not necessarily bad because no feeling is bad. All feelings are communicating important messages, things that we need to think about and consider as to the steps that we take next. So we need to listen to when shyness shows up in order to guide our children. But first, this question was asking me about how we respond to adults and other people in public when they question our child. So let's begin with that. And then I will move on to think about what are the things that we can do with our child to help them move through this feeling. And we're going to think of it as a feeling when they're really little because we have the research that demonstrates that when we act in certain ways, we can either make the shyness something that becomes part of somebody's identity or we can help to change shyness into something that is positive and useful in terms of what we do next and the coping strategies we can support our children to learn and develop. So I know this podcast goes out and lots of you listen in who are parents, but I also know lots of you listen in who are not parents. And for me, this question about what to do when people talk about your child in that way is so important. So firstly, just to all of you as adults, I want you to be really mindful when you're talking to parents about their own child. It's totally okay to be curious about something a child is doing or not doing. And it's totally okay to open up conversations with other parents. Because for me, when parents communicate with each other, it allows for different perspectives to be around. It also allows for support to be available if you need it. And when we don't talk as parents, we also miss the possibility that actually somebody's had a similar experience to us that can be really supportive and validating. And so for me, communication is key, but we need to know how to communicate. To me, it is not okay to ask a parent, what's wrong with your child? Why are they behaving differently? To me, that isn't a curious question. That is a judgmental question. And it is something that's going to possibly land in a way that is hurtful towards a parent. We need to remember that all parents are trying to do the best for their child. And therefore, when we go with the most generous interpretation of what parents are doing and children are doing, our questioning may sound different. It may sound like, oh, is your little one okay? Does she need some help joining in? Is there anything I can do to support you? Those questions are different. They still land in a place where they're slightly curious because you might be kind of wondering, can I help? Is everything all right? But you're not putting out a judgment on this child's behavior. And this is the thing. In our society, what we value kind of most than anything is this idea of extroversion. 
The idea of children who are outgoing and adults who are outgoing too, who speak and join in and are sociable. And we have this view in our society that actually the more friends a child has or the more sociable they are, the better they're going to be long term. Now, here is a fact. Extroversion does not mean that your child is going to be better or worse than any other. And similarly, if your child is a little bit slow to warm up, which is how I would define what shyness does to a child, if it just takes them that little bit extra time, it doesn't mean that they're not going to build friendships or they're not going to be okay in social situations or they're going to be like this forever. What it means is that these children are doing something different. So children who are really outgoing and kind of, you know, join in with the party and are happy to run around in a park with other children straight away, those kids sometimes need other skills, which are about slowing down and are about noticing what's happening around them. And they may be about how do we regulate their enthusiasm and their excitement to come to a place where they can have more thought and logic and patience. Okay, children who run off usually need you to support them in slowing down. Not always. There's going to be loads of times where you can just let them go and do as their impulse takes them. But in other occasions, you might need to slow them down. Now, children who take a bit longer to warm up, what they need is for you to allow them to go through this process. So the skills are slightly different. And what we're trying to do is not necessarily push them forward. It's to listen to their needs. Because what children are often doing when they experience a shy feeling in a context like a play park or a party is they're observing. They are paying attention to their bodily cues and there's something in their body saying this isn't safe yet. Okay, yet is such an important word here. This isn't safe for me right now and I need to watch. I need to make sense of what the other children are doing. I need to pay attention to where it might be safe for me to play in this park. Which child am I comfortable running around with or alongside? This is really important because children who experience shy feelings in this way, who are slow to warm up, what they're doing is actually building inner confidence to do things that other children run off and do without much thought. Often, these children are really deep thinkers. They're sensitive and they're thinking deeply about what feels safe. And if we rush them too quickly, it makes them feel more anxious because really shyness is linked to anxiety. So what we definitely don't want to do is push these kids too far. We want to hold them so that they feel safe in these situations. And when they're ready, they can go. So when an adult comes to you and says something like that, for me, one of the first key points is to try not to use the word shy. Now, I don't think shyness is a bad thing. I really don't. But I do think this label can stick. And this label kind of defines children's identities, like I said before, because it is part of a personality trait. It can make children and teenagers and even adults feel like I'm shy and I can't move forward with this. So instead, try and find language 
that helps you describe to another what process your child is going through. So that might sound like my child takes a little bit of time to warm up to a new situation. My child prefers to stay with me at the start just to get a feel for things. When they're ready, they're going to join in. Or thank you so much for trying to encourage my child to play. They're happy with me now. I'm sure they're going to take part when they're ready. These are just a couple of phrases and of course you have to adapt them to your own language to make it sound genuine and to the circumstance. But what I really want you to remember is that you can use language that describes what is your child is doing to another, that also sets a boundary around not talking about them as shy and that allows somebody else, perhaps who does want to have a supportive conversation with you, to get a little bit curious, to explore what is happening for your child in this moment without making them be any different than who they are. It's also communicating something to your child because when you respond like this to another adult, your child is hearing that you're trusting their process, that actually exploring what is happening to them right now and they're hearing you say things like they're warming up, or they're just taking some time before they join in. It's giving them permission to change their behavior. It's also allowing them to just be the way that they are without feeling judged or feeling bad or feeling shame. So when children hear you respond in that way, it encourages them because it is encouraging to kind of hear an adult say, I understand what you're doing. I understand what is happening to your body. And I trust that at some point, not yet, but maybe later, you're going to be able to join in if you want. And I'm going to be here with you throughout this process. You're okay. There is nothing wrong with you. Remember that a lot of the behaviors that you will witness children who feel shy display are showing deep self-awareness. They are critically thinking about a situation and they're also attuning to their own bodies. So as adults and parents, if your child is that way, I want you to get curious. And if you're the kind of adult who feels shy in situations, practice on yourself. This is hard, but it might open up possibilities that you did not expect. Notice the times that make you feel shy. Notice what is happening to your body in that moment and what thoughts or ideas are going through your mind. For me, it's usually being in a big group setting with lots of people that I don't know. And I'm very aware that I feel kind of at odds into how to behave in that moment. If I don't know anybody in a big group situation, which often happens at conferences or, you know, with work, then what I tend to feel is really quite nervous. And I'm now starting to reframe that as nervous excitement. And what I know that I do is that I try and find a place in that big kind of open networking arena where I feel safe. And I will find one or two people who I think they seem like people who are kind or who look nice or who I might be able to start a conversation with. And I begin there. 
I try and blank out all the other bodies, all the other voices, and I just focus on one person. I also don't move very much. So I tend to stay in a similar area. And what tends to happen is that people will come to you because those people who are most sociable and more extroverted or feel more comfortable in those situations, you know, social butterflies, they will come and they will kind of have a chat. And as soon as I've started talking, it helps me relax. It helps me just get in that groove a little bit. But I'm still not the social butterfly who goes around talking to everybody. And if that surprises you, because you're here listening to me on the podcast, or perhaps you're in my Instagram community. I want you to know that it's not the same on a video or, you know, in my nice office talking to you. It's so different to a big group situation. And I am an adult who feels shyness. And getting curious about my own emotions when they get triggered and the things that help me cope have really helped me get through this. And so now I see my shy feeling as a protector. Okay. It's something that helps me in those moments where it's a little bit uncertain and I feel a little bit wobbly because it's a new situation that I don't know. And I don't know how I'm going to feel safe. And I can now walk through that rather than avoid it or try and, you know, make an excuse so I don't have to go to a group event. I can move through this emotion and help myself use my own words and labels, kind of self-talk to support me. And this is something that you can build with your child and help them learn from a young age. So we're going to talk about that now and some of the things that you can do to support your child with this feeling to move through it, not necessarily stop it, fix it or get rid of it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So first of all, let's think about the label towards your child this time. I want you to think about offering preparation and choices whenever you're going somewhere that you think may trigger this shy feeling. So it might be before you go to a party or to a park or have a big new social situation. Talk to your child about what is going to happen and do this as preparation before you get there. So let them know that you understand the situation and that it might bring up some fear or make them feel nervous or make them feel like they don't know how to respond because they've not been in this situation before or it's a little bit unfamiliar. 
and try and validate their feelings so that you can problem solve together. So for example, instead of saying something like, we're going to go to the park later and last time you just sat with me on the bench. I really hope you're going to join in with the other kids. Otherwise, there's no point in going to the park. When we say something like that to a child, we are pushing them to do something that it might not be ready for yet. And we're also putting shame on them, telling them that their difference is something that is unbearable or intolerable to us. So instead, let's try and reframe this into preparation and helping our child think about what might happen and then think with them if possible, and they're old enough, and I would say any child around the age of like three is able to have this conversation and really absorb it. I would really help them by having a conversation that sounds a bit more like, so this afternoon I thought we could go to the park, and I know that often you sit with me on the bench. Does it feel a little bit scary when we're in the park? Are there things you don't like? Do you find it weird that there's lots of children running around? What do you think is going to help you have fun at the park? Is there anything you want to go on that we could try together? Is there something you want to practice with me now before we get to the park? You know, I'm going to be there the whole time and you can always come and sit with me on the bench if you want to. Right, obviously this is just me and I can't do the other end with the child responding. So I've given you kind of a flavor of a couple of questions you can ask your child. You want to ask them lots of what is happening to your body. You want to get curious about the emotion. You want to ask, how can I support you? You also want to ask, is there something we can practice? You know, things that you want to do at the park. What you might discover with some children who have a shy feeling around in these kind of busy children's contexts is that they're a little bit scared. And even though they want to go on the slide or the swing or whatever it is, when another child is there, they don't know what to do about it. So what they need is your active support. They need you to be there with them or, you know, wait until a swing is free or the slide looks a bit empty and go with them, support them through it, okay? Help them build that confidence that it's okay. And when you have to wait and they feel a bit more confident and you're there by their side, you can also model appropriate communication, which might sound like, can we have a go after you? And your child will learn, okay, I can use my words and I can wait and I can do this right? What we want to build is confidence and skills, but we also want to go at a child's own pace. And if your child really finds the park very difficult, try at least for the first few times when you're practicing perhaps this new way of being with shy feelings, try and go to the park when it's a little bit quieter. So early morning or much later in the afternoon, not at peak times, which are often lunchtime and after school hours. So think about days of the week and times of the day where you might be able to take your child to the park and do some of this practicing in a way that helps them feel really safe and builds up that confidence. And when you're in the moment, at a party, at a play park, at a big event with your child, I want you to give them permission to stay with you. Yes, this is going to sound very counterintuitive. It's probably the opposite of what you think you need to do to get your child to go out there and join in with other kids. But actually what shyness needs is time. 
okay? Your child needs a little bit of time and permission to process. And therefore, what we want to do is say to our child, you can stay with me until you're ready. When we get to this party, it's okay. You can stay with me until you're ready to go. And when you feel safe enough, you can go. If you want me to come with you for a bit, I can come too. What we really want to demonstrate to our child is that taking the time to settle into their environment is not wrong or bad. It's just part of their individual process and it's allowed. If you think about it, a child who takes a little bit longer to think through what is going on in a room, to really evaluate, does this feel safe for me? is going to be a very thoughtful child. It's gonna be the kind of child who doesn't take quick risks and is probably a lot less impulsive than other children. This is not a bad thing. This is just who they are and we can celebrate that and we can see some of this as strengths and qualities. So try and reframe this as a positive thing. Your child is taking a bit of time to warm up and when they're safe, they're gonna go. This is very different from saying to a child, when we get to the party, you need to go and play over there. Or look, your friend is over there. They're having such fun. Come on, let's go. You want to do it. Come on, you will have fun. You will enjoy it when you're there. When we say that, when we put our own expectations onto our child or our own hopes on how they're going to have a really good time somewhere, it puts pressure and pressure increases anxiety. And the last thing we wanna do to children who feel shy in these social situations is make this feeling grow. So try and avoid that, try and avoid the pressure to join in and instead try and grow your confidence and trust that your child is going to get there in their own time. Finally, it's a really important thing to model what you want to see. So children learn the most through seeing behavior in context rather than being told to do things. So be really explicit about what you do in social situations and how it feels. And this can help your child understand the social skills and also put them in practice when they need to. So it really does depend whether you're a parent who also feels shy in certain situations. And if you are, I want you to see this as a strength. You are your child's best role model. And I welcome and invite you to openly talk about this with your child. Talk about instances when you feel like you need a bit of time to warm up. You feel like you just want to sit on the sidelines for a moment and figure out when you feel safe to join in or go and talk to a stranger. You want to talk about this with your child and normalize it and make your child feel like they are understood and they know that you go through this as well, that feels so validating and so comforting. It can really help kids think, okay, this doesn't have to be me forever. This is just me now. And over time, I might feel more comfortable in these situations. So if that's you, remember, you've got so much power in supporting your child through this. So that's number one. And if you're the kind of parent who's really outgoing and you know, you're know you good in social situations, you are a social butterfly, I want you to remember that you also have amazing skills because you're really good at this. So talk to your child about the things that you do that help you. What makes it so easy for you in a big social situation that you can just go up to people and chat? What is it? 
that you do? How does that make you feel when you do it? Think about it and try and communicate it to your child. Try and use everyday opportunities as learning moments towards this. So for example, maybe you bump into somebody in the street and you say hello to them straight away, but your child just goes quiet as you would probably expect. And instead of saying to them, come on, say hello, look up, come on, you know how to speak. And this is something I haven't said before, but it is really important. I don't want you to ever force your child to make eye contact with another adult or another child until they're ready. To some children, eye contact is incredibly distressing. And yes, some of these children may have neurodevelopmental conditions. They might have a neurodivergence. However, some children don't, and it's still a scary thing to do. We do not force children to give eye contact. Eye contact is incredibly intimate and personal. And like I say, for some children, distressing. So instead, you want to try something different, which is model what you want to see. There's somebody there that you recognize on the street. They've said hello to you. You say hello back. Hi, it's so nice to see you. Start a conversation. Do your own thing. Okay, we want to just let our child be. We're not going to put extra focus on our child. We're not going to make them feel pressured or more stressed or increase this emotion of shyness. We're just going to let them be by our side in this moment. And afterwards, you want to talk about it. This is the learning, okay? It might take you a few minutes, but you want to talk about it with your child afterwards. You might say, oh, it was so nice to see Lucy on the high street. She's so lovely. Oh, and it was nice having that little conversation with her. What was it like for you? How did it feel when I said hello to Lucy? Was it a little bit strange? It took me by surprise too, because I didn't expect to see her. What is it really hard to say hello to her? What could you have done differently? If you'd known we were going to meet Lucy on the high street, what would you have done differently? Would you have said something? Would you have given her a little wave or a little smile? What do you think? Again, what we're doing here is kind of preparation, but we're doing it in hindsight. And kids find this really helpful to be able to think, oh, I could have done something different, but there was no pressure to do so in the moment. That opens up possibility and what we want to do with these kids is help them see that there are other possibilities that they can get through the shy emotion at their own pace we're not going to force them but we're going to keep guiding them and supporting them and you modeling skills is one of the most powerful things that you can do and in retrospect a little bit later talking through it and giving your child kind of through role play with you, with toys, or just in conversation. This idea of, had I known I was going to meet somebody, I could have done something different, means that over time, you may just witness your child do something spontaneously. A smile, a wave, a tiny little, hiya. 10 minutes, perhaps, after you've started talking to somebody. But does that really matter? Or is the important thing that we're helping children build confidence and social skills so that as they get older, this gets easier and it doesn't stop them or prevent them from joining into things that they want to do. I just want to end with a couple of reminders, which are that children are not 
all social butterflies. And it's not about quantity of friendships, it's about quality of friendships. Some children have deep, meaningful friendships with a few people, and that is the same as adults. Some people are friends with everyone, and some people just have a few handful of really close friendships. And what really matters at the end of the day is that they feel happy with the people that they're around. I want you to be guided by your child. Go at their pace, okay? Don't avoid the parties or the social events just because your child finds them hard. Use them as learning opportunities with preparation, with allowing them to have their own process and then talking things through at the end. I want you to know that often shyness resolves at the age that is right for your child. There are so many adults who were once shy children. Lots of those adults may still experience shyness like me. And we have found coping strategies to move through those social situations. And your child will too. The earlier we begin to talk in this way, to reframe shyness as a strength and a quality that we can help to support, the sooner all these skills will cement and support your child. And just remember that all children are shining. They're all bright stars in their own way. So just be around to witness it because so many times children who appear shy in one context will be the first one to stand up and sing a song or do some kind of performance and feel really confident and happy doing it. So don't be surprised if there are contexts where your child needs to warm up and settle in and there are others where they appear to just run off and join in straight away. Trust the process and with your warm guidance, it will probably happen a little bit sooner than you expect. And we're coming to an end. Thank you for joining me on another Talking Sense. I always like to offer you a little mantra to hold you for the rest of the week. This week's mantra, given our conversation today, is I am my child's safe space. I hope you have a restful end to your week. And if you'd like to learn more on positive communication and effective communication with your child, have a look at my Confident Parent course. It's linked in my caption and you can access it via my website, www.drmartapsychologist.com. I hope you'll join me again for another Talking Sense. Until then, see you soon. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 